So what is up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Super excited about today's podcast. I want to hit the ground running. So, um, been kind of gone for a couple of weeks, months, if you want to say that. Um, been really busy. Uh, got some more time on my hands. I'm actually finishing up on uh, Sunday's message. Uh, I'll probably finish it up more or less tomorrow evening. Um, I got all day tomorrow to work on this, so it's going to be exciting. Um, God's leading me in a crazy, crazy talk, so I hope you tune in Sunday morning at Maple Grove Page um, at 1030. We'll be preaching while I'll be preaching, so it's going to be interesting. Anywho, besides that, um, I have been in a few weeks, I have been studying something that I find kind of crazy. Um... And I've noticed this with, you know, teenagers in the areas that I serve. Um, I've noticed it in church people. I've noticed it in outside of that. Um, It is becoming an epidemic worse than COVID. And that is um, people claim to know Christ, but they live polar opposite lives. Um, and I have to say that because it's scary. And um, me as a youth pastor, I want to really talk on this. And it's called liberal Christianity. It all drains down to the fact that um, they try to use Scripture to prove their sin is okay. Literally, guys. Like, I, the, the same you know, pin drop that you just heard is the exact same pin drop that I heard when I've been talking uh, in translation with some people. Um, I have a couple people on TikTok that are progressive pastors, and then I have some very conservative pastors. But I have been in conversation with them back and forth. We've actually had a pretty good talk. Um, There's this guy that I know real well. He was a progressive pastor. And um, the, the whole gist of the story, he's a progressive pastor. He believed, you know, he was gay, and he believed that, you know, God's okay with that. You know, he, he told me his whole story. Like, he had this teacher in high school that pretty much proved that God was gay and all this stuff. And it was really bad. And he went to theology school at a certain um Oh, denomination, and they taught him the same thing, and it was really bad that he was warped, um, and I'm going to say that word, like I'm not apologizing for anything, but it was a warped sense of mentality, even he used that word, because he went to church, with the church for years, pastored for, I think he said five plus years, and he said he went into a church with a friend of his, and uh, it was a Pentecostal church, it was, I think it was like a non-denominational Pentecostal, um, there you are them, and he walked in, and he noticed that God was there, he just, he just felt God's presence, he, he knew God's presence, but he really didn't have that full-on relationship that he has now, and he said, he just sat there, and he, he worshiped like he never worshiped before, and he said the pastor was preaching, um, and it basically was preaching toward him because he was preaching on um, there is people that believe that this is not scripture, that this is just history lesson. And he said, we don't live by this. 
And he said, that's what people believe. And he says, but we live by this. You know, when it says in Scripture this, it says in Scripture that. And he says that it's so stupid to look at the Bible and say, oh, I'm going to look at this as a maybe do, maybe don't. And (laughs) this guy was preaching hardcore. And he said he went and had a conversation with the pastor. And it went from a 10-minute or so conversation to a four-hour-long convo into a point where he... Uh, repented and turned away from that life, and he actually resigned as you or he resigned as senior pastor, and he left the church entirely, and um, he went to this church for I think he said two years, and they sent him as a church plant, and he started a church in North Carolina um, near the. It's more or less he's near the area of um, Cherokee, North Carolina. He's in that area, so it's kind of cool because like this conversation, like this was a totally random conversation with this guy. Um, it was a, it started out as a message on Facebook that ended up in a full scale phone call conversation. Um, to where we just basically, you know, told it, talked to each other, and I actually asked him, you know, a few questions about that because he said basically the entirety of liberal Christianity or progressive Christianity is that people are trying to disprove what God says and try to prove their sin through tearing up the word and like literally researching the word to a point where it fits your theology and it's so scary to get to that and I, I came to this realization that you know man me and this guy kept talking and talking and talking finally I was just like listen man I gotta get you on the podcast one day and we need to talk we need to have this conversation because it is a conversation that teenagers need um, especially, like, even in a rural community, it is scary to see how many teenagers are so confused with school life, with friends' lives, and stuff like that, that they get felt, they, they feel this affection. And let me tell you something, I'm going to preach this gospel, I feel it. There is, a, there is a want in you when you're young, and you're wanting to feel love, you're wanting to feel that connection with somebody. And it is so easy to fall in love with the wrong people. It is so easy to feel like, man, I'm in love with the same sex. I'm in love with this person, that person, whatever. And it is so easy to do that. But reality is, is we are created. It says in, uh, let me get, probably going to preach my own message. It says in uh, Psalms 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That, that God knows our inner thoughts. He knew who we are. And it's so crazy that we don't have a relationship with Him in the beginning of our function. In the beginning of our movement. In the beginning of our uh let me, let me put it this way. In the beginning of our adulthood, meeting our childhood, our teenage years, if you will, um, you've got to have that relationship with Jesus because that's what's going to fill a lot of the void in your life at that age. Because you think, man, i got to have that somebody. 
And when you have Jesus in your heart, man, it, it fills the void to the point where instead of looking at senses of, um, in the sense of, I've got to be uh, so in love with somebody, you're so in love with Jesus that it, it starts changing the lifestyle that you live. It starts changing the focuses that you have. See, our focus is so put on this world right now in so many different ways. Even people that are older are so, even the ones that were taught at a young age, man, we're, our focus is so caught up in this world that it has become this crazy, crazy moment where we're just like, you know what? Hey, um, this is what I see right now. And what I see is this, this, and this, and this. But when we're supposed to be a spiritual creature, a spiritual being, a spiritual being that where instead of looking at everything in the physical sense, I'm supposed to look at everything in the spiritual sense to where, man, that person needs prayer. I'm going to go pray for him. Or, man, this person's struggling with something. Maybe I can offer some help. Maybe this person financially needs some help, and I need to step in because, you know, God God gave me that job that I can have 700 some dollars of play money. Let me tell you something. Let me preach that gospel right now. Um, and this is where we're at. This is, this is where I get into this. And... Um, and I know a lot of people do this, and even outside of this, and I want to talk about this. This is something that's really hit home with me is I think people are looking for things when they don't realize that it's not there. It's not there. Um, whenever I look at Scripture and I read and I get into this, and I've been in this, okay, i got to be honest with you. I watch um, The Greatest Showman. Um, for the first time this week and I have literally been on this like listening to the music every night and there's a song on there it's called This Is Me and um, I noticed a lot of people have been using this as a um, LGBT or whatever movement song but I don't see it as that I see it as man this is me this is who God created me to be you know there's a part that says I'm glorious uh, in the song and um, whenever I think of that I think of the scripture Psalms 139 and I just get into that man I'm like you know what if people really understand what they were made for what were they created for God created us to worship God created us to love people. God created us to created us to just live in His presence, live by His teaching, live by His His craftsmanship. Let me tell you something: the greatest life I ever lived was never ever uh, looking for that girl. Um, I would sleep around with people and never fill that void. Um, I would drink alcohol and never fill that void. I would smoke and never fill that void. All these things that I've done never filled my life, never never gotten into my spirit. And whenever I decided, you know what, I'm really going to go with Jesus. I'm really going to follow Him. I'm going to I'm going to pursue Him to the other most reaches that I can go. And you know what? It has been the greatest ride ever. 
I have spent time and time again in the presence of God. And, and so many times I've seen where God has just moved me from one place to another. And I've seen God change lives. I've seen God move mountains that's never been moved. I've seen God change the atmosphere around me that really just destroyed what Satan was doing in and around my life. And I've got to tell people that. i got to really focus in on that because I want you to see, and it says in the Word, I'm going to get into this. Um, well, really not. I want to find the scripture this fast. But anyways, it says in the Word that we are a testimony. We have that testimony in us. God has given us that testimony through Jesus Christ and we're supposed to take that testimony out to people and give it to them and say, hey, this is who we are. This is why we've come. You know, And Paul, even at a point in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, hey, um, I've went through this stuff. I went through every bit of this. You know, I have been tortured, I've been beaten, I have been stoned, I have been just mauled, I have been destroyed, I have been talked about, I have been uh, between whipping posts, I have I have went through pains. Uh, not even that, you know, I had to deal with the anxieties of the world, I have to deal with the anxieties of being a pastor. And, and he went through all this stuff to talk about, but you know what, I did all this because I want to show you the good news. And he said, this is this is the purpose of who I am. And I, I think of that. Whenever I think of Paul's life, man, Paul lived a crazy life. He lived a life that was so, um, to me, it was so full of turmoil. But he still kept going. He still kept writing. He still kept preaching. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. No matter how hard life gets, we're supposed to preach the gospel. And my job as a youth pastor, my job as a just a person of Jesus is to say, hey, this is Jesus. He wasn't perfect. Actually, he was perfect. But he was man. He, he didn't have no beauty about him. He didn't have, I mean, even whenever they prophesied about him in the Old Testament, they actually set a point where he didn't have no beauty, he didn't have no grandeur, he didn't have this 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 awness about him. But he had this. He had the power and the spirit and he had the ability to take you from one place to another. He, he came as meek and humble. He came as a king to take his people out in a spiritual sense, not in a physical sense, but he in a spiritual sense, he came as a king. He came as to conquer the grave. Man, he came to show people, hey, this is the life to live. And I think of so many times whenever we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that we do not get a full gasp of who Jesus was. We don't understand the entirety of who Jesus was because we want to spend so much time thinking, oh, look, it's a 33-year-old man spitting in the mud, rubbing it on people's eyes. But that is not who Jesus was. Yeah, he done that. Yeah, he created, he healed people. He he brought people back from the dead. But man, most of all, there's a part in Scripture where he says he reached down and he picked him up. 
And there was actually another part where uh, he, he knelt down to the level of the person and asked him, where's your accusers? If we would focus in on some of that scripture Jesus did, he knelt, he took his celestial powers, his 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 glorious robe, his his inter- he he was eternal and he became uh, mortal. He he was he was the he was the top dog in heaven and he stepped down and was born in a manger. This is who Jesus was. He came to our level so he could say, Hey, I got you. I got you. I got your back. Man, I die. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to give it all for you. Man, every sin that you ever had and, and everything that you ever done, I want to give it to you. Because I want you to understand, I, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm taking it from you. I, I'm going to take it to the grave. Because we, we so many times, we keep on wanting to sin. And I think of this like, man, we, we Christians, we want to we wanna be closer to Jesus. But man, we can't give up them sins. But we, we just keep praying every time. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And Jesus says, hey, hey. He told most of the people that he healed, you know, Pick up your mat, follow me, or um, go and sin no more. That was always my favorite one to preach. Was like every time he healed somebody, or every time he forgave somebody, he says, "Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more." And a lot of times, people really didn't understand that. He's like, "What do you mean? What are you trying to say, Pastor?" And I'm like, "You know what? Jesus said, your sins are forgiven." go and sin no more. We have that power in us. And yeah, we're fleshy creatures and we we sometimes mess up and we screw up. But guess what? Go and sin no more. He knows our hearts. Man, I, I think of it like this, that a person that keeps on sin knowingly sins. Man, there's, there's, there's a scripture about that. And I really don't want to hit that. But I'm saying, man, if you are really wanting to be close to Jesus, be close to Him. Love him, follow his leading, man. Get in his word and just read and get into that. And that's one of the things that I love doing as a youth pastor. Is I love getting into the word. So I'm gonna leave that with y'all tonight. Hope that word encourages you. I'm praying for you and hoping the best. Um, but uh, go in and like and subscribe. <laughs>